Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Living Healthy Podcast presented by LA Fitness. I am one of your hosts, Angie Gabell. And I'm your co-host, Brittany Welch. And today we are back with a brand new episode. It's a new year, so we got some new topics. And today's topic is beverages and your body. We're talking everything from coffee to sports drink to kombucha. Am I saying that right, Brittany? I wish I knew. You kombucha or kombucha, kombucha? But I guess we're going to find out today. We're going to find out. If you know, tweet at us. Uh, but basically, if you're alive, we are going to touch on your guilty pleasure liquid of choice. Uh, so my number one go-to liquid is water. So mm. I think that's a good thing. But okay. uh, I do have to share that my wife does have a problem with me leaving bottles of water that are half full because I'm a positive guy, half full around right. the house everywhere. Right. I haven't, it's an issue. Like I'll leave one by my bed and eventually, like sometimes there'll be three by my bed because I'll bring oh one up at night gosh. and it just is every, and I don't, she Andrew. hates it, but I think it's, I, I, Andrew, I have this same problem with every boyfriend or guy <laughs> that comes into my house and I don't mean to discriminate against you guys, but it might be a guy thing. I think it's a guy thing. And then I go, why don't I just buy the smaller water water bottles, like the little halfers? That's crazy. And then they, thank you. It's they crazy. They go, it's crazy. That's such a we, small size. Well, and yeah, I would. But that's all still you drink anyway. But I would still leave it half full. It, it doesn't matter. So I what just does need your to, wife do with it? I mean, first of all, let's get you not to be all like you now. Know, yeah, save now the planet, she doesn't. But let's get you some non-plastic water bottles so you can just keep refilling. Well, it, then I the problem would I be do solved. keep refilling. I use like the same, you know, like sports drink bottle, and I just refill that, and I have several of those, and but then eventually second, I read. <laughs> The more important them. question is, what does she do with all the half empties? She well, eventually she probably would take them, move them, and now she just leaves them because I'll eventually get to them. Okay, I'm staging so watering holes for myself around the house. <laughs> like that's, that's what it is. This I'm is like a, a zombie <laughs> apocalypse. Every room will have a little a, bit of water. A little bit of water. That's good. At least you go through it. My I do. Big, I my do big eventually. problem yeah. is throwing it out. No, yeah, yeah. I don't pour it. No, no, I don't. I don't pour no, it out. Like unless it sits there for too long. That will drink maybe like a quarter or like three sets oh, of a full that, water well, bottle. Oh, yeah, like it. at a party situation? Yeah. Or no. not just Sunday game day. And it's like, come on, either finish your water, take a cup, or That's, take a small one. <laughs> you're going to make rules. You you will not leave until I see you finish that water. No, well, what I do I is now I collect health. it, and I'll either like give it to my dog when I'm like giving him water oh, or I'll give him cleaner water. I don't know what it is, but I saw a, a comedy special from Seth Meyers, which is great by the way. Love but him. um he and he talked about this and I was like, oh my God. And Elaine just was lighting up. She's like, ah, I knew it. this is ridiculous. Between Why do you that guys do and that? phone charge. Those are my like two quarrels with boys. Interesting. Okay. okay well we'll get to the phone charge another day. That'll that's be another, interesting. That'll but, be another topic for another day. But yeah, today's topic is uh beverages in your body. So we're gonna bring on our guest for today. She is registered dietitian Debbie James, uh, a regular on the show. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me again. Happy Welcome, New Year. Debbie. Good to have you. Hey, all right, before we jump in real quick, we just want to remind people that the quickest way to get our episodes is to subscribe. That way they're delivered straight to your phone and we release every other Monday if you're a new listener. Uh, we're going to be bringing nutrition experts, fitness experts, and general health experts on to talk about a variety of health topics in the new year to help you get through 2020. So make sure you subscribe. So Debbie, uh, let's let's go through some of these liquids kind of one by one. Let's start with the most basic liquid uh, to humans, water. Uh, how much water should we be consuming daily? Uh, if you think about an easy way to, to measure it would be taking your weight in pounds and dividing that in half, and that's how many fluid ounces you would consume on a normal, regular basis. So not extreme exercise, not you know extreme environmental conditions. So if somebody Whoa. is wow. you know, 130 I, pounds I, and they're 60 kilos, so or 
whatever. So it's 70 ounces. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh my gosh. I have so much more. I thought I drank plenty of water, but that makes me feel like I need to drink There's a lot more. There's eight fluid ounces in a cup. And right. when we, when we say cup, we mean yeah, like a measured cup and most people will pick up their glass. Remember glasses can be like 10, 12, right. or if you're looking at, you know, whatever this is I have in front of me, a Starbucks right. tall or something, you know, yeah, they can get up to 16 ounces for a pint glass sitting in front of you. So it's not like you have to right. have eight of those. Right. Um, do people but, drink water out of glasses anymore? I do. Uh, do you really? Last night I did. I don't think I do at all. It's oh, always yeah. out of a water bottle. But like I said, you know, I'm pretty. Bread out of glass. Got some I just find it very interesting because there's always been, from what I've heard, like a set standard amount of water you should drink a day. But I've never heard it have somebody break it down by body By body size. weight. But that kind of makes sense. That, and yeah. it makes perfect sense. Well, yeah. my gosh. In clinical, when I used to work in the hospital, we would, yeah, we would do it based on, you know, anything from their, you know, their condition and did they have surgery right. and, you know, all these other things. Uh, so if you're looking at just an average person that doesn't have all those lab works and things like that, well, just, well, you know, take your body weight in pounds, divide it in half and fluid ounces. That's a pretty good start. Yeah, yeah, right. Good and you'll point. find other people, are, well, that's not enough for me. Like I really am thirsty and I drink more. Uh, some people will drink too much and flush out more of their, you know, vitamins and minerals. So then you go kind of by urine color and try to get that nice pale yellow yes, that's, that's not amber yeah, deep and right. it's not like yeah. just tinted water because then you're probably drinking too much. Yeah, that's that's what I'm all about. I'm always, I'm like a, constantly gauging that and I need to drink a lot more water is what I learned this morning. So. <laughs> Some people think they're doing great downing, you know, yeah, a gallon or two right. and it's, ooh, no, you know, like you need two, your electrolytes. Right, Let's keep right, them in. Right. That's so interesting because there's such a healthy balance and you never really think about it with water. You yeah. just think it's just It's healthy. just like you can't It's called have too yeah, much. water right, intoxication. Right. So right. too much of a, of a good thing is bad. Right. So how, does, things, how right. does drinking water kind of affect your overall health or can it, same with not having enough. So how does proper hydration, why is it important to kind of be oh, in that sweet Every spot? Every cell in your body uses water, whether it's for the cellular processes and metabolism, but as a, a whole fluid, you've got water in your blood supply. You've got water in your back of your, our fluid, you know, in your eyeballs and in your bursa sacs of your joints. It's everywhere. And yeah, you're right, that... transporting nutrients with your blood, your using your lymphatic system, which is another liquid transport. Mm. So you really have it critically everywhere. I'd say probably if you feel my hair, my hair so dry, there's no, there's no water in there. <laughs> but I'll consider that outside right. of my body since it's grown out. So what happens when you get when you don't get enough water? When yeah, you're dehydration, lacking? yeah. Oh, man. Uh, initially, you can, you know, lack of concentration and, you know, you just don't feel you don't feel right. Uh, can you get headaches? Because I feel like I definitely it, get, headaches get headaches. You get headaches. Yeah, it can affect yeah. you know long, longer term or more severe. If you're talking about percent body weight lost, mm -hmm. then it's going to affect your fluid volume, which put pressure on your mm -hmm. heart. You know, to mm -hmm. have to pump out wow. more beats to compensate for the lack of the volume. Hmm. So it can get quite significant, but that's more like say in rapid heat stroke, hmm. right? Yeah. I get really tired, I notice, if I'm not drinking enough water. Mm -hmm. I, it's the weirdest thing I've noticed lately. If mm. I'm not drinking enough water, I'm tired. I'm more tired. And then I can have a whole bottle of water or glass of water, whatever it is. 
and right up. yeah, I just park right up. I think you feel it in your head quickly, and then maybe like even in your gut. I mean, without mm. water, you're gonna get constipated. Right. I was gonna That's say true. like how quickly because I always think, oh, I'm dehydrated, and I've heard like you're almost hydrating for a day ahead of time. Like you, rather you than are. it's not like drink a glass of water and you're gonna start feeling a lot better immediately. But I wonder. That still seems like a pretty quick remedy. Yeah. Is that because liquids absorb better or quicker oh, in the body? Yeah. Right. And and there's something called osmolarity or osmolality. Sorry. It's been Probably a while basis since I've had of chemistry. Osmosis? Is it based and, on osmosis? Yes, oh, I love good. osmosis. So do I. Love it. Passive so do I. Yes. 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 No, I can't high five. high five you because you're sick. Oh, that <laughs> I forgot. Really, you guys don't know right now. If anyone saw that, that you, was like a really big denial. By the way, she's like a full 10 feet away from me at the table right now because I can over. <laughs> you did. tried to high five him with a pen in your hand, though. Let's yeah. be honest. That's yeah, true. yeah, that's right. I didn't want to get stabbed. Anyway, anyway, back oh, to yeah. osmosis. Oh, oh. Whatever. So what I was saying was that absorbing pure water doesn't match the uh, osmolarity of your blood, which has solutes in it. It has stuff, right? Mm. And so when you consume something more like a sports drink that has the sodium and maybe a little glucose, it matches the concentration of stuff to mm. your blood, it's about 300 milliosmoles. Huh. Don't quote me on that. Okay. I know I'm, I'm huh. being recorded, but uh, if it matches your blood, it's more readily absorbed. Oh, so it's almost, so you can, you would absorb a sports drink actually faster and better than even water. That's uh, what you're uh, saying. Absolutely. So if you're during, kind of during feel, that time, good to yeah. know. Next time I get a headache, I'm going to the sports. Is drink that why people right do away. that after workouts? Yeah. Oh, and, dur- oh, and during. Yeah. yeah. During. We, we can get to that, but right. sure. That right. was kind of our next. Right. We were going there next. Yeah. Was, uh, just the difference between having something like water versus Gatorade before or after during a workout in terms of like, obviously you said it hits you quicker. So you need those electrolytes. Is well, that why and, people... and in the workout, it, do you need the extra sodium and electrolytes? So if I'm going for a half hour run, I don't really need anything. In fact, I don't even need, you know, extra water with me for right. that short period of time. But if it's something where, oh, you've got, you know, a 90 minute kind of competition and you're out on the field or the court nonstop it's a you need to hydrate because you're you're sweating and you're you're losing uh hydration and you want to keep up your performance Mm. so actually yes having the electrolytes and a little bit of the uh, glucose or whatever sugar source is going to match your blood better and it's going to keep fueling your cells because your blood sugar you know drops right well, I think, so obviously water is super important. I think I've heard things like your body is 70% water. or Maybe that's the earth. I don't know. Maybe it's both. No, you're, you're, you're in that ballpark. <laughs> it's some, yeah. somewhere around there. So it's it's obviously a pretty cool, critical thing. And it's the basis of a lot of other liquids. So let's jump to another liquid that people, uh, beverage that people definitely consume quite regularly, which is coffee. So mm. coffee... Uh, is interesting. Um, I've only just started to dab on coffee, honestly. Um, really? And enjoying some of the benefits. Yes, now that I have two kids, uh, it's kind of necessary. Uh, honestly, you probably like just asking? six months. Like really since wow. Lori was born, it's like, I'm like, okay, I'm definitely going there a little bit more. Um, but was, was an espresso machine on your Christmas list? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'm not that heavy into it. Um, <laughs> Were you ever a coffee drinker before? No, just no, out no. Of curiosity. Literally you zero. Never I, hate, wow, I did not like it at That's, all until like my thirties. Yeah, I just, I just didn't. So, um, but, uh, but anyway, so coffee is, can you fit coffee into a healthy lifestyle? Uh, Absolutely. Okay. So you can, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But too many people think, well, coffee is negative hydration because it's a diuretic with the caffeine. Okay. And that's not, we found that that's not really true. People can tolerate, you know, a 
two or three again cups right 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 of right. coffee the not, measuring not, style. not right. two or three ventis right right right, right. um and that the that low level of caffeine can actually be beneficial for for alertness and so forth now coffee has in it similar and i'm a tea drinker so you know i'm not a big coffee aficionado mm-hmm. but in terms of well what else does it provide you besides you know caffeine and hydration uh it could have some polyphenols in it similar or different to or some kind of phytochemicals uh like tea does hmm okay all right um, it definitely, it clearly, I mean, with the, I guess, caffeine in there, it, or is it, it's not, is it caffeine? Is ca- ca- coffee, coffee has the caffeine. caffeine. Yeah. So that definitely, I found like that, that now that I've gone into coffee, uh, like soda doesn't have the same effect on me with caffeine, but with coffee, it certainly does. So that's why I'm almost like protecting it and I'm not doing it very often because I'm like, I, I need, when I need it, I need it. Well, some uh, teas <laughs> actually have more caffeine than coffee, but they just, I might, that might be next on the list. Coffee's for, a gateway. Yeah. For me personally, they hit differently. Um, what's the best route for like what you add to your coffee? Cause I definitely, I'm not someone that's drinking it black. I'm adding a ton of stuff to it. Um, but definitely like creamers. But, so in the additive world, it's better to do whole milk, half and half, other su- artificial sweeteners. I'm always going to say natural is best, but let's, okay. let's think in terms of how much you're really having overall. If it's a little bit, if somebody has a cup of coffee two or three times a week and they want to put a little oh, Splenda. Or something, mm. or, you know, it's like, oh, okay. But if you're really like slamming down like two or three, you're just refilling and you're right. like going through half a pot right. of coffee all okay. by yourself and adding milk, cream, sugar, or whatever it is to it all the time, and there are more lattes or, or what have right. you, then I think what you're adding to it makes more of a difference. Mm. Okay. So okay. I wouldn't say that half and half is bad, you okay. know, if it's a tablespoon or half an ounce, but, you know, you start using... I don't know, when you buy the half pints, that's mm-hmm. eight ounces, you go through it in a couple of days. I'm like, oh, okay, okay that, we need to switch to there whole we milk. Go. There's <laughs> your sign of a problem. If you're, if you're going through a half, a half and a half pint in a, in a couple of days, <laughs> check yourself. Um, I noticed a lot of like Europeans will drink like the small espresso after dinner yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I, I know. That's amazing after dinner. Because right, like, my wife will not sleep. drink coffee ver- uh, past a certain point in the day. Like just, she's like, I can't do it. Otherwise I can't sleep. For me, sleep. it's yeah. like 3 p.m. Wow. And, and it's pretty early. Like I was like, oh, okay. I, oh, five or six I, I hours did at one. least. I did that for the first time recently where I was like, I needed like five, just get there. And then I did have trouble sleeping. And I was like, and if my wife ever listens to this, then she'll know that I admitted it. I haven't admitted <laughs> it to her personally, but this is a test. Now Are you listening? <laughs> well, I was, I was wondered if it was more for like an, a digestive purpose after they're finished eating or if it was truly just social. just keeping you awake, I really, would imagine. Really, they're just enjoying yeah, caffeine that. caffeine is known to have more of a longer period of effectiveness. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Excuse me. And that's why there are some uh, higher caffeine drinks or supplements or what have you that are promoted as having a faster, higher, harder hit oh, than, like, than caffeine right. just yeah. for that purpose. Because, huh. yeah, Cold you brews. could drink, I could drink a cup, like Brittany says, you know, at like four in the afternoon and then go, oh, there's no way I'm going to bed at 10. I mean, I'm right. just going to be like lights on right. until midnight. Interesting. Okay. So for me, I'm a, I'm a lightweight. So right. yeah, and that, one can, time I, that can be an issue because like def, we've in some of our past podcasts, like on the sleep podcast, we talked about how sleep, how critical that is to your health and like, and your well-being. And so if you're kind of having that coffee later in the day, not able to get the proper sleep you're having, it has this kind of trickle down effect, perhaps. Especially so. the also the brew strength. There's a difference mm. between, you know, a, a week from the office, you know, mm-hmm. uh, break room 
versus getting something that's like a Turkish or Greek coffee, mm. like an espresso mm. side. Yeah. Oh no, it's packed. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, so we talked about during our discussion on coffee, we talked a little bit about tea. Um, you kind of made a recommendation to me, Brittany, which I might follow up on. The only <laughs> time I actually ever drink tea is when I'm sick. It seems oh, like that is really? the only time I drink tea and it's, you know, cause um, I don't just know. For like just for like throat purposes. Yeah. Pretty much like just the soothing, like it's a hot, it's a hot beverage. You put the tea. I don't know. I it's live just, for it's, tea. It must be like a mental comfort, but, but um, I used to live for coffee. Really? Black coffee, iced coffee. Even when I lived in New York. You're, you're in blazing the, the trail for me. I can see my future. Yeah. It was you, weird. <laughs> and then I switched to almond milk. And then I switched to tea. Oh well, well, milk is another drinker. is another one on our uh, on our list. Yeah, We're gonna sorry, get to in a second. Bringing, so I'm throwing them all out there. But when it comes to tea, so one of the big ones people know about is green tea. Um, is that I've heard that that's like a metabolism booster or whatever. Is, is that true? Is green tea more, a metabolism more than, booster? Say a black tea. Yeah. Okay. The, the color of the tea. So there's green tea and white tea, and actually there's a Asian. They call it, it's a red tea. Mm -hmm. And so the item or the compound in green tea, EGCG, is more related to boosting metabolism and having an effectiveness there. But it takes like three to five cups, you know, of tea to to actually hit that mark when it's not in a supplement form. Look at all these studies Mm. and they say, oh, green tea does this and green tea does that. And I look at the studies and I go, well, yeah, those are all from concentrated, right, you know, isolates or extracts or mm. pills or whatever. I said, but if I'm just drinking the tea, it's going to take three to five cups. So you're truly, day. if you're drinking, you're drinking it for leisure. Oh, <laughs> for well, and that's, and that's yeah. part of the sickness thing that Andrew was saying. It's very calming to yeah. drink tea. It's part of a ritual, even, right. even mm-hmm. you know, brewing it in the kettle and pouring it and serving it. Hmm. And so it becomes a very relaxing calming yeah. type of thing along with the fact that uh kind of like chicken broth you know when you're sick it's like oh just it's very s- simple and mm-hmm. soothing you know yeah that's true what so it would it be okay to drink three or four or five cups of green tea or is that yeah does that have caffeine in it does green it tea does have caffeine? but far less okay. than than coffee okay so it was so it's green not like the worst thing if you coffee. actually did drink that much I yeah know that I had huh. no idea. Huh. I'd always been told that green tea um, had higher amounts of caffeine than coffee. So it's very interesting. Really? Well, and I there's, mean, I guess there's a depends. family of caffeine right. compounds, methylxanthines right. and theobromins. And so right. it's like, well, which one? Are you just counting the one? There's are you a coffee all shop of them? literally next door to my house that you can go level one, two, three, four, five on caffeine. I love level. that, seeing that wow. on the boxes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, when you order, it's like, do oh, you yeah. want a one, two, three, four, five? And I'm like, I'll have a half. How do you <laughs> have not even one? No, a half? They're like, that's go, not on the menu. My, Come my on. sister will go like five and it will literally, bo- I mean, you'll be up. For does the, does the it's place. It's like Turkish coffee. Does everyone just stop and you hear a record scratch? Someone ordered a five? No, What's no, going no, on no. with it's them today? It's common. It's really? caffeine. Oh like, boy. Caffeine consumption is very, study. very, very common, yeah. especially when I live in and LA. And brew strength. Like, yeah, brew yeah. strength. And with tea, it's like, oh. what temperature? I went to one of the Lativana shops or one of those specialty, you know, boutiques, and it was like, well, that. it has to be this degree, you know, and it has to steep for exactly, you know, three minutes and you know, to get the proper, I'm like, oh, until it's the right color and it smells good, <laughs> I'm fine. That's interesting. Although I did hear some, I did hear, and I can't, even though we are being recorded, really be quoted because... I did hear it on the news, but we still don't know for certain how much of it is true. They do say do not drink tea at boiling 
temperature because it leads to throat cancer. Mm-hmm. Well, and I for, had no idea. Who can do that? People do. Who can drink it at boiling temperature? There's the. It's just gonna burn your throat. There's What's a wrong certain with degree That's crazy. that you don't. And I, I don't know the numbers. So I'm not gonna say, but you don't want to drink it when it's that hot because it leads to throat cancer. Well, I think 212 degrees is boiling. Okay. Well, I have a cultural thing to share that relates, and I'm just gonna say that I, I heard, and it's my understanding that if you look at uh, American, you know, mugs and teacups, and they all have handles, right, mm-hmm. on the coffee mugs. And if you look at uh, Asian uh, tea cups and bowls, they don't. Why? Because you hold them in your hands. If it's too hot to hold in your hands, it's too hot to drink. That is brilliant. Wow. That is amazing. That just blew my mind. I like literally my jaw hit the table. From this podcast. That That is awesome. And that's and I make so much tea. That makes so much sense. If I ever try to grab it from the bottom, you'll singe your mouth. That makes so much sense. Wow. But what if you have super calloused hands? You just like saved Mm. my life. I don't know. You're a guitar (laughs) piano player. Sorry. That's amazing. Wow, that's really get it get it serve it in a thin paper cup without a sleeve, and then you'll feel the heat. Well, yeah. let's let's get to hopefully we can mine another uh, nugget of gold here with Brittany's mythical moment. I love these. Oh. This is when Brittany has some really kind of unique question to ask uh, that she wants to know if it's a myth or a fact. So go ahead. Yeah, I just I had heard that drinking. So I used to be. I know. Excuse my voice. <clears throat> some Stay people say there. it's sexy, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I used to be a big soda drinker drink a lot of Diet Coke. I no longer drink it except for on a very rare occasion. But I had switched to sparkling water to wean myself off of that. But I had been told that carbonation in general is not good for your body because something about the bubbles attaching to your bones and slowly depleting your calcium over time. Is that myth, fact? Do you know anything See, about and that? I always thought it, I'm glad you asked the question because I always thought it was the colas that were the the culprits, you know? Mm. Oh, if it had sugar in it, that was like a double whammy on your, your teeth. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, I drink sparkling water all day. I'm like, is she right? Mm. And so in looking, I think there is a concern for the carbonic acid that's, you know, with the, the bubbles and um, mm. harming your dentition, but also most colas have caffeine. And in terms of bone health, it's the not just the level of caffeine, but it's how much calcium you're getting. So for those people that don't get enough calcium in their diet, mm-hmm. having the higher level of caffeine then you know does something with your your kidneys and absorption and, and excreting you know the calcium, what have you, and it it hmm. can impact their bone strength. Hmm. But if you're a really good, strong you know calcium consumer, then you know, a couple sodas or cups of coffee or whatever, that caffeine in that isn't going to impact uh, your bone health that So it way. sounds hmm. like balance Interesting. is kind yeah. of key with and everything And it's more there. like about the caffeine rather than the carbonation? I, or I soda, the sugar you were saying, right? Well, or just the, like the anything, soda makes so. it a double whammy because right. if you're looking at your, your dentition, it's, uh, you know, what's really eating away at the enamel. But right. I, I think of the beverages, okay, well, what is soda in place of or are you having it in a addition to because if mm. you're drinking it in place of milk you're not getting calcium if you're drinking it uh in place of juice mm. it can actually some sodas you know are equivalent to, to sugar and let's say it's a diet soda well you're cutting back on the sugar but you're also not getting you know vitamin c and right. other nutrients you would from the juice so you have to mm. look at it in terms of what is the soda replacing or is it just in, in addition 
Right. An extra. So, okay. So, but if you're pretty solid on your calcium intake, you don't have to worry about that as much. It's just if you're really low on your calcium intake. And that kind of leads us to our next beverage, which is milk, which is a great source of calcium, I'm assuming. Um, can you talk about kind of, let's jump into something that's a little bit more of a hot topic when it comes to milk, which isn't just the cow's milk, but the non-dairy milks. So what are these non-dairy milks? Like what... What are they? There are so many now. Are there, oh, are there man, a lot of yeah, 20 like years ago, it was soy now. milk. Yeah. We've got wow. oat milk, pea milk, rice milk, almond milk. I'm sure I'm leaving out How some. do you milk an almond? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Oh, uh, really? Mil- do you know? The, yeah, the nut bag. Oh, oh you and I are going to have a day. Okay, that's just, not a good I mean, word. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, I swear, but that's what they're called. Well, well I, no, you, I imagine it's, I'm, I'm just imagining how you, I know how you milk a cow. How do you milk an almond? That's all I'm thinking. You have to like grind know. them and then like you kind of like, you, actually you have to squeeze out so because otherwise squeeze, you right. have almond wow. butter. Right. That's amazing. Which I, is that we bomb. discovered. I'll take the almond butter too. <laughs> okay, so what were some of, so, but I know I've heard of like goat's milk. I've heard of almond milk. So uh, almond milk, pea right. milk, rice wow. milk, soy milk. Pea milk's new to me. Are they when are they when are those a good alternative to cow's milk? When should you actually do that? Oh, and those? anytime. I mean, you don't have to wait to say, "Oh, am I uh, intolerant to lactose and oh, okay. you know, I'm trying to go plant-based." You could you could have a uh, any one of these milk alternatives. I would look for the ones that do have vitamin D and calcium fortification, though, hmm. because that's kind of important. I know in okay. another podcast, I think we talked about bone mineralization, and it, it peaks, you know, around age thirty or so. You still need, you know, right. that influx of, of calcium to keep the bones from degrading. So most of us don't get a great abundance of dark green leafy vegetables, like maybe here and there, right. but not like two cups a day. So, well, then what's the, if the, what's the benefit to these milks if it's not just about avoiding being lact, you're lactose intolerant? Oh, exactly. You can then also not consume the cholesterol, which is only from animal products. Mm. So that's going to be in the goat's milk or yak's milk or water buffalo milk. It doesn't matter. It's still got, you know, cholesterol and saturated fat in it. And when you look at the plant foods, now coconut milk has uh, more saturated fat in it than the rest do. And to say coconut milk, there's the kind that's in the can mm. that normally you cook with, like in curries, mm. and it's thick and it's rich and mm-hmm. it's really high in fat. That's not typically what I would pour on cereal. Mm-hmm. You know, Then right. there's coconut milk in the dairy case with the other alternatives, mm-hmm. and that's more watered down. Mm. One's kind of okay. like condensed. Correct. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So it sounds like it's about fat and cholesterol content, which is obviously a major concern for a lot of Americans, especially nowadays. So that's why th- these alternatives might be good for them if they're trying to get that under control. Yeah. As long as they're getting that fortified calcium. And, exactly. Right. And milk, for some, it can be a big source of protein, but for most people, it's really not. So mm-hmm. when we say, oh, well, all these substitutes, they don't match the protein content in cow's milk. You know, they just don't have the eight grams in a, in a cup. Well, the pea protein is the kind that matches closest. I think soy milk uh, is generally four to five grams in a cup. Hmm. And I've seen some pea protein uh, milks that are six, hmm. six, seven. Interesting. Um, uh, cow's milk. I'm always interested. Like, is that just not 
as important anymore. I always grew up and it was like, you know, drinking milk that was like on the food pyramid and all that. And it was so important. And I just don't feel like I hear that it's that important anymore. Is it so important? I just just saw a headline last week or a news article came across my feed that Canada dropped. Really? Yeah. Dairy consumption from their national food guidelines. So instead of the, you know, food groups that we have or the my plate, what have you, um, they describe the types of foods that are relevant and should be consumed, but they don't like stamp, you know, mm. the dairy milk as something that needs to be included with meals. Yeah, there's how? a lot of controversy how? around like cow dairy milk and yeah. how it actually affects your body and how we're supposed to process it or mm. not. Interesting. Naturally. After being such a staple in the American diet for so long, it's kind of, that's a pretty, it's an interesting time to be part and of that transition. It's heavily... My understanding, okay, I'm not, I'm not biased, I'm, you know, educated in science, but I'm going to say is my understanding that is also that there was a lot of industry push and support into, um, from the original four food groups, we're talking in the 1950s, hmm. when you wow. have the, the cattle industry and you know, farmers of, right. of dairy that really pushed to to have it represented right what their product was yeah. there you're right right yeah that makes sense huh interesting um all right well moving on from milk uh up next we have soda and energy drinks this one is interesting to me because i do definitely this is my guilty beverage yeah. i would say for sure uh so please tell me something good <laughs> what happens uh, <laughs> What happens to uh, what happens to my body when I drink soda every day? What would happen to my body? Or how many? By the way, I, I actually don't drink soda every day, and it it kind of I don't know it I I, I don't know it's kind of you could average it it's out. It's not consistent. Would you say once? Today? Yeah, probably once a day. I guess yeah. if I average it out, but it's not literally once well, a day. Frequency, it might be two but you have to look something. at quantity. Yeah. I saw twenty ounce cans. Yeah, oh, yeah. I knew yeah. Yeah. the big boys. How scary <laughs> was that? I saw that. I can barely get down one of those mini eight ounce cans <laughs> of Diet Coke. <laughs> but you know that like if somebody came over, they wouldn't leave any of that leftover like they would the water. The water. <laughs> it's just a water bottle thing. I just wanted to throw that, that out there. That is awesome. Okay, go so on, I, Andrew. I, unfortunately, so body I, I would say that, that soda is more of one of those things that's going to wreak havoc. But be mostly because of the sugar content mm-hmm. and then, then also, you know, the caffeine. It's a, it's an artificial stimulus, if you will, on your central nervous system, which some people find that they need more right. or less. And yeah. I'm like, well, if you build up a tolerance to it, it's going to take more to get the same right. effect. Right. So that right. makes sense. But really, you're riding more of a, of a roller coaster and the sugar you absorb quite quickly. It, and um, it, we talked about liquid, right? Mm-hmm. Liquid absorption is right. much quicker than, of course trying to break down solid food. So you get the sugar in a simple form and it's in liquid and it's just going to zing right into your bloodstream. And then so you've got your pancreas responding with a bunch of insulin. And so the insulin surges around and go, oh, wow, great. Andrew must be running a marathon. No, uh, sitting at the desk. No, okay, just, well, I, I guess we'll just, face, like, we'll just pack all this just sugar like, right onto, right onto <laughs> you know, his torso. Yeah. And yeah. I will say that I think it's worse for, and, and this is actually more of a question, but... For diet sodas, when they try and replace things and put the other additives in it, as well as uh, energy drinks, I feel like all the stuff that they add into them is more like natural. Yeah, Do you drink natural I've, soda or diet soda? You know what? I've gone back and forth. I finally went to diet a couple years ago, but I'll still go back to the regular mm. and I kind of alternate because diet finally got 
it tasted good finally. Like right. it forever, Acceptance. it didn't. And then they finally, it finally, they cracked the code and they made it taste so close enough that I was like, okay. Coke Zero is pretty good. That's and what I'm saying. And it doesn't have pretty... the diet, the stuff that supposedly. So what is the diet, diet And there's stuff. like a natural 7-Up. Yeah. It's the same way. But yeah. I would say there's been a lot of studies that have shown that diet soda consumption in place of regular soda consumption in the long term doesn't affect weight. I think people realize their what body, your though? body senses that it's not getting the same calorie draw. And so you compensate in some whether other it's with area, the burger right. or the fries that are at the same fast food right. joint or with the donut or what have you. Right. Um, so I would say yeah. that, you know, I guess I was less about term. that though, but more sense. about the substitution of sugar. Oh, like, what like the using. artificial. Yeah. I feel like that's gotta be worse. They're for concentrated. You than just the so natural. it takes, it takes much less. So instead of, three teaspoons of sugar, it has one eighth of a teaspoon of, you know, a sulfime K or aspartame or something like that. Ooh, aspartame, that sounds <laughs> yummy. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, sodas, when I started finally looking into the labels of sodas years ago, I was like, wow, there's like 43 grams of sugar in this like eight ounce it's can. Packed. It's like, and when I think about what your daily, like really what you should be, I was like, whoa, it was pretty eye opening when you kind of pay attention to that stuff. So that's why I think I tried to go towards diet. There's obviously the concern of, well, how are they doing this? Just from a natural standpoint, you go, but how are they doing it? it well, like, it's I, not a natural. It's completely unnatural. Right. right. The whole it's thing not is naturally carbonated. It doesn't even right. have to be refrigerated. Right. Hmm. Forever. Yeah. How do they do <laughs> And then I think it was the first time I saw the word niacin, I think, in Red Bull. Uh, yes, yes. Red I've Bull, seen that. Yeah, when I was drink. like, uh, no. Uh, well, and it makes a difference because I, I looked up some different kind of supplements for sport and whether it's uh, nicotinic acid or whether it's niacinamide so well, when you first one, that, really that, 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 first one, that first one you said sounds like nicotine, nicotine. <laughs> is it based off of that niacin no, no, no the first one you said nica something yeah. oh do I, am i getting niacin, a cold no. too yeah. okay niacinamide. <laughs> yeah. well it does sound yeah that I thought you said I, a I lot of things we can't pronounce. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of things we can't pronounce. Probably, I guess, be wary of those things if you can't pronounce it. That's kind of something that I it. wish I could truly live by. But um, I mean, yeah. But, but the the energy drinks too. Like that's something that I'll have on occasion. Pretty mild ones, I would say. But what what are those actually doing? Are those actually giving our body energy? Well, we use uh, carbohydrates, proteins, and fats for. Fuel. So that kind of energy is what makes the muscular work. Okay. So the energy that we perceive is the awake and alertness and Alert. the okay. stimulation. They're stimulant drinks. Right. And so in that kind of term, do you feel more awake, alert, aware, concentrating? Mm. Yes, they, they only give you that kind of energy. Okay. Unless they have a bunch of sugar. In which mm. case they give you the fuel energy too. Right, because the sugar is a carb. Because, you know, right? I always see people getting their monster drinks before they do, you know, really rigorous athletic activity to burn the calories. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, never. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's interesting because and when we did the sleep podcast too, it was kind of about caffeine or those energy drinks. That's a way to kind of short circuit. Your body builds up some chemical slowly over time saying okay now you're sleepy and you need to go to sleep and so those things like short circuit that and almost like reset it and so i can see how it's it's almost just like a it's all mental it's a mental game with chemical levels but well, a chemical um, like neurotransmitters and kind of like you said 
jumping those gaps in, right. in place of or hitting the same receptors and triggering things on. Absolutely. Right. But you're not really getting energy. You're actually just getting, you know, alertness. Um, uh, okay. That makes sense. Um, if you're trying to reduce consumption on these drinks, this is where you give Andrew personal advice. Um, what now? <laughs> what, what are some good alternatives or ways you can cut back on drinking soda, energy drinks, those kind of things? The same principle works for people trying to cut back on alcohol. One thing is you can try to dilute so you can, you know, add a bunch of ice. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Uh, you can also, or if you're making, um, you could add some, you know, juice or something to dilute it with, right? Okay. And then you can alternate. So if you normally drink three cans of those a day, uh, maybe in between, you could have like your first one in the morning and then make sure you drink a bunch of iced tea and then have your second hmm. one, you know, whatever. So alternating with water or something else in between kind of spaces it apart hmm. a little bit more and that okay. kind of helps and then just reducing the volume that you're consuming like i said those right. 20 ounce cans kind of scare me a little right. bit right and then you look at the servings oh. it says 2.5 i'm like yeah or somebody's just gonna drink I, the whole the thing whole once thing, it's open right. just like britney exactly. said they're not gonna, exactly. you're not gonna let it sit there it's that's, gonna defizz and that's be always gross. so crazy yeah, so go to the smallest serving uh, okay. available which maybe isn't the best thing for pollution and having extra cans and bottles around but if you're going to buy the big one then dose it out right in smaller yeah get like the two liter and then dose that out and find a cup that is exactly like a smaller size and then pour it up into that so okay that makes sense all right try that um so (laughs) so so this next one that we're going to talk about is one that like we said i don't know even know if i can pronounce this i hadn't really heard of it before but it sounds like it's pretty it sounds like people are really into this but uh, kombucha. Kombucha, you Com- got it. I said, all we right, see kombucha. That you there we go. I have one here with you. I yes, brought exactly. it love. Mm. And it's pink. And this all one's right. lightly effervescent. I'm going to open it right in front so right. you can hear. Hopefully it gives a little, oh yeah. Oh, there, there is. A little fizzy pop there. So what's in kombucha? So the thing that makes it unique is that it is a fermented tea beverage. So starting with either, you know, a green or a black tea, then there are certain strains added to it and so not in this filtered bottle that I got off a consumer shelf but when you're brewing it instead of calling it mushroom tea or fungus tea Mm. uh, which is really so it has a a top layer when it's fermenting over the period of time that's called SCOBY and so Mm. that is a symbiotic colony mm. of bacteria and yeast oh nice all right yeah, well, yeah. They, they so play well together. that makes i'm gonna pour a little bit for you guys you can taste yeah. it oh a live um, taste it's lightly effervescent right. so this one is naturally you can think of it as natural carbonation instead of having yeah. that added like they do in yeah just pass it to me, yeah. it to me. <laughs> right. from a soda fountain for, they wait. actually add the carbonation to the sugar syrup in a soda fountain whereas this the 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 yeast and the bacteria they have made the fermentation they have made the bubbles. So why okay. drink it? I'm ah. kind of worried to drink this no, now. Yeah, and I, especially no, Austin. Yeah. Austin was Terry, like Austin wouldn't hard even touch no, a cup. Hard no. He yeah, is it was like a hard pass. And I'm, I'm kind of worried because have you tried this before? Oh no! Oh, you should, oh he's no. getting so uncomfortable. He has tried it before, and that's why he's not. Oh god. Okay. Well, it also has. I want to say it. It also go because in, of that. Uh, natural Wait. fermentation it does have a very small percentage of alcohol oh, like 0.5 percent oh, so you can okay. consider it a non-alcoholic beverage but it there is that like a little, so little, little hr little get in there bit. check out what andrew's hey, doing little, <laughs> don't come in here <laughs> don't come in Let me, so right, to i'm gonna smell first. question it has a potential probiotics oh, and yeah. like acetic good. acid 
the types of bacteria and, and yeast used uh, are different, say, than those that you would find in other fermented foods like sauerkraut or uh, yogurt, you know, other things that you would eat. So okay. it's... Okay, take a sip. So, so it's, it smells pretty good. This one smells kind of fruity. It's a little foamy. It's and then the way look. my girlfriends, like, right. have a glass of, like, rosé right, without go. having I'm a glass of rosé after yoga. It tastes decently sweet. This this brand that I'm that I'm sampling Whoa. here has about six grams of sugar and twenty five calories. If I have eight fluid ounces. That is I'm gonna do it one more time. You know. like it. Mm. I could have made your, your facial expression into a gift that would I don't know. Here's there's so much going on in my mouth. All right. Ew. So I'm gonna read the ingredients to you so that, that you see what's in here. So there's uh, kombucha culture. In the black tea, green tea, and then Live. kiwi juice, raspberry juice, lemon Live. juice, ginger juice. Yep, taste that. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I definitely get the ginger at the end. It's like it's really good in the beginning, and then it like takes a hard dive at the end where you can kind of taste that little bit the fermentation. I feel like or the yeah. the alcoholic. Li- it's not al- like it's a not, little hint. Yeah, just a little hint, but it definitely at the end it kind of like dives bombs into like that. Perked right but it's up. super good. Well, I don't know. You finished that. Did I? I, I, you want me to I do, tend you don't to wanna, think you of these try bubbles it? being no? very you don't fine. Try it? Okay. If you think of like the difference between coarse salt and fine salt or in sandpaper or whatever, so I think of these I would drink bubbles, that. the effervescence being much smaller than the ones you get out of a soda fountain, you know. Right. Yeah. I'm shocked that I would drink it's the Anderson the end Kevin. is not bad enough for me. To overwhelm it. Although I will say, I would. I, I wonder if I could drink a lot of this. Like, right. I, I wonder me, if there's a too limit sweet. to me. And, I, and that's not even looking at the label. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, I just prefer, because I drink seltzer water all day so what, long, so I why, prefer more of a like, why sweetness. Why is this a good drink to have? What does it do for you? Did we already talk about that? Because yeah, I was so yeah. focused. You were busy I was drinking. So we were busy and I were talking. So hard. Give me a quick recap. I want to know. Brittany, what, okay, so what is so it? So in what? summary, I'm going to say that there's... Antioxidant activity, and Good. there's also supporting your gastrointestinal function. So mm. oh, right. you've got nice. that from the uh, you know acetic acid, also from the um, probiotics. Yeah, well, I'll take some of that. All right. As he continues to drink, I'm gonna have to pour Brittany some more. Mm. I'm okay. Mm. No, no, he offered. I'm good. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> good. Well, I, hey, I found something new and tried something but new. But it does it's actually come not with, too a, bad. with a price tag. Oh, yeah. is it pretty? Okay, it's a little... I'm going to tell you that this 16 fluid ounce bottle costs three dollars and seventy five cents. Okay. Well, I mean, all right. That yeah, that's. It's sad. But to if me you're that drinking that it in like small, I know. Like I LA, totally feel it. Yeah. Like, oh, that's yeah. You're like, oh yeah. My smoothies are like twelve bucks <laughs> yeah. because they add rice to it. I know. I was shocked oh, when I got a smoothie that was over eight dollars. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it's absurd. All right. And I'm like, I could make it at home. Welcome to 2020. <laughs> but it's like, but I yeah, don't. Yeah, I know. Um. All right, so the last one is one that uh, uh, we're going to talk about that's exercise and health drinks. So uh, we kind of broken this up into a couple different segments, but um, the first one is pre-workout drinks. So there's kind of a lot of people out there that really are into pre-workout. They drink it right before. They feel like it gives them energy, makes their workouts better. So are there different types of pre-workout drinks out there? And kind of do you have a recommendation or do you say steer clear of it? It's actually not that good. I would really first look at what the person's trying to accomplish. So workout, usually when we say the word workout, we're usually thinking of someone doing some kind of resistance training, you know, heavy, hardcore mm-hmm. right. um, in the gym. So for that, most people are trying to promote muscle growth. Um, they're looking to, you know, amp up. They might be looking to, to burn fat. And so a lot of the pre-workout drinks are 
really a lot of them are powders, you know, mixes or what mm-hmm. have you. And so they're going to have a variety, I mean, like 20 plus sometimes different ingredients that mm-hmm. are targeted to one of those goals. Okay. But is it healthy for you to drink it? Yeah, with so many ingredients and you and probably can't say the name of them. And all that energy boost and you're going to go work out. So your heart's already like going, going, going. And mm-hmm. then it just starts pumping harder when you work out. Yeah, some people are going for that vasodilation so that they can get more blood supply to the muscles for a bigger mm-hmm. pump. And okay. the, all the niacin in there mm-hmm. uh, to do that as well. Uh, there's usually certain amino acids that are also a part of that um, nitrogen boost. And I've done it. I would I've say done it once you know, or healthy, twice. They could be effective. Yeah, I've, d- I've done it once or twice. And I feel like I think one time I wasn't able to go to the gym after I did it. And I was like, why? I was like really antsy, I feel like. So it kind of, it dev- so I was like, it kind of, that kind of worried me to where I was like, eh, I don't know if I really want to do it. Like, yeah, it wasn't for me probably, but, um, but I can see how, you know, if you're, if you're I went really more of a natural route. So like I was training for a 10K, which isn't like a workout in the gym, but I used a, a beetroot uh, extract powder, what have huh. you, uh, in addition to my sports drink. Okay. And okay. Cool. So that that's so for nitric oxide boosting. Cool. There's a there's an alternative right there. Um, recovery drinks on the opposite side after the workout. Uh, do these help? Are the, is it just marketing or? And if it does help, how does it help? I, there's actually a bit of effectiveness here because. Hmm. From a heavy, hardcore workout, you're going to get little micro tears in your muscles. And so the idea is that when you can almost like hyper fill them, then you're laying down new fibers so that you can grow bigger. So one thing that many recovery drinks do is they provide the protein and peptides to promote the synthesis and repair of those little micro tears. The other thing that recovery, like the word recovery, right there is kind of getting back to baseline. You're kind of, you know, resolving whatever the depletion was. So they replenish glycogen stores hmm. from more of endurance kind of work where you're drawing down a lot of energy reserves. You know, some people can burn five or 600 calories in an hour, depending upon the activity for, for me, it's only like 300, <laughs> no matter know. what I do. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I don't need, you know, quite as heavy uh, a right. recovery drink, but even just a glass of chocolate milk. Hmm. can be a good recovery drink well because it has you know energy and a little extra sugar and it's right. it's in a liquid form right. rather than trying to eat something right and it's got the protein the too. protein right yeah right right okay all right well that's good to know um this one Brittany, i know you were interested about this meal replacement drinks. yeah so like meal replacement drinks smoothies people are really into that what are your thoughts on it Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> the original, I would like to say the original meal replacement drinks of, of ages past would be in, in weight loss kind of programs where mm-hmm. they would give you a very low calorie drink. Mm-hmm. Right. Here's a 200 calorie. It'll make you feel full. Right. As you're right. No, not eating a 600 but calorie meal. But it doesn't meal. make right. me feel full. And then when I have them or I'll have a smoothie, even if it's a green one, I feel like sometimes... You know, it'll make me fall for a second, and then I'm just hungry for like a big, like actual appetizing meal later, mm. and I feel like I'm getting a lot of sugar. You're mm. you're probably way more s- sensitive or attuned to your system than yeah. other people would, but if it's just a part of their daily program or process, that's like, hey, I'm gonna open up this ready to drink, you know, yeah, shake, and that's my lunch, and I'm just gonna keep motoring on. Yeah, then they don't have a second thought about it, really. Right. Um, but. Is it Some good to do that? Are... Is it good to replace a meal with a drink? Uh, 
high, it depends. So yeah. let's say that like yesterday you had like a big gorge out, you know, I don't even think you need to eat breakfast. Here's your pass, Andrew. Right. Yeah. Uh, or you <laughs> can have one of the, you know, a slim fast shake or it used to be carnation instant breakfast, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's like, okay, you know, mix some vitamins and some flavoring into your milk and have something that's 180 calories and you right. know, you're good to go till lunchtime. Right. So, but in terms of a meal replacement shake, if someone is in fact trying to gain weight, which I get a lot of, you know, weight gainer questions, mm-hmm. then we're thinking of, well, it doesn't really replace a meal until you're up to like closer to 400 calories. Mm. If you look at even frozen foods, frozen meals, dinners right. that are in the boxes, some of them are like 270 calories. Okay, I would starve. Uh, but yeah. some of them are like really heavy and rich and they're, right. you know, 450 calories. I'm like, okay, well that's more equivalent to like a meal I'd sit down to. Right. I guess huh. it makes sense that my like $12 rice smoothie, cause it was like, it's yeah. got rice in it. I was yeah, very that's supposed to be That filling. one, yeah. I will say. That's what we do with babies, Malibu, put some rice in their milk. Well, <laughs> well yeah, yeah, if you, you gotta have some protein in it. You get a little bit of fat in it. So you get that satiety. Like I love avocado or coconut in a smoothie because to me, if it's just a bunch of pureed fruit and maybe a, a little handful of, I don't know, wheat germ or something in there, it, it's just it's just going to go right through me and I'm going to be hungry so in an hour. it's all about mm. the ingredients you put in that make it. Exactly. Yeah. There's such a variety. And it, yeah. are you starting out from just like a powder in a jug? Right. Mm. You know, it, right. Or are you whipping something up that has some solids to it? Right. Yeah. And as always, it's probably better to actually make create your own than to go out and just get, you know one that's already produced for you because you have a little more control over the ingredients. Oh, absolutely. The Unless you're talking about, it's just a convenience factor. You right. have to yeah, look at what, yeah. what's the environmental and your timing and, you know, well, I've got 50 minutes to work out plus eat my lunch and get back, you know, to the desk. And so if I can get something down in five minutes, right. it's going to be this powdered thing. I can just add water at the fountain and right. shake it up. Right. Hmm. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. That, I mean, I think we covered a lot of beverages in this episode. <laughs> Hopefully we hit the one that you were kind of curious about and we uh, taught you something interesting. But as we leave here, let's do actionable advice, Debbie, as we always do. Can you leave us with one final piece of wisdom? Um, it's going to be hard to outdo your teacup example, but uh, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to beverages in your body. I would say that you start with water, you know, as much fluid in its pure, simplest form as you can tolerate. Mm-hmm. And then look at... Yes, we like to enjoy beverages for, you know, entertainment or just to tickle our tongue. But what do you need to get out of it that you maybe you're not getting from your food? So it could be the calcium. If you're not a big, you know, greens eater, then maybe you need to get a fortified or a dairy source. But and if you're not a big vegetable eater, then maybe that's the great time to add into your fluids the uh, green juice. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Great. Well, thanks for joining us on this jam-packed episode, Debbie. Thanks, Debbie. Thanks again. All right. Now, if you want even more nutritional advice, make sure you check out our blog at blog.lafitness.com. Debbie writes articles for the blog. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can get new episodes delivered straight to your phone as soon as they release, which is every other Monday. Uh, We hope you have a healthy new year and we'll see you in the gym.